Hello, everyone. So, so great to be here again. Today, I just want to continue the uh, Tanya from uh, uh, chapter 32, where we stopped last time when we learned Tanya. Uh, today is actually one day. It's the day of tonight is going to be Purim, which is a very powerful holiday. So right now um, we're fasting, which is wonderful, healthy. And I just want to go straight into it. If you guys remember that we we spoke about how important it is to uh, acknowledge that there is a struggle, there is a war that's happening between us and uh, inside of us, between our animal soul and our godly soul, which are trying to take over our thought, speech, and action and, and control us, control us. And we have to redeem our godly soul, which is in exile. And if you guys remember, we gave the story of the son of the king, like it's the son of the king that is in jail with hard labor, and we need to free him and bring him back to the, pa to the palace. Uh, and then the happiness that is described when this is when this happens is just unprecedented. So it continues here, and he and he says that here it's written in the Gemara that if you see that your friend is doing terrible things and he's sinning and he goes against everything, it says that you should hate him. And you, you see, like, when we hear something like that in spirituality, the first thing we are, we are thinking about, how can it tell us to hate? Nobody wants to hate. We don't want to hate. But I'm going to make a long story short here because um, there is pretty much three days that I'm going to try to put into one short uh, um, video. So, so the idea here is this. Because each human being have a godly soul and, a, and an animal soul, when you see somebody that is, you know, understanding everything and he is, he is really, you know, um, he knows that there is a creator. He knows the way the world works, but he still goes against everything, goes against everything. Uh, it says that you should hate him, but you should not really hate him should not really hate him. You should hate his animal soul. So you should always love his godly soul. You should always love his godly soul. So so it says to hate, but we should always love. So Hasidus came and explained that, uh, that you know, it used to be that um, if you weren't religious, if you weren't a part of a really religious you know, community, and you would come there, you know, dress differently and act differently and stuff like that, then they would not accept you. They would not accept you. But Hasidus and the Baal Shem Tov and, and the Chabad movement and the Alter Rebbe and all the, rabbi, all the rabbis that came after them uh, completely changed that approach. They said that the most important thing is to love your fellow man, love your fellow friend. Uh, it doesn't matter what they do or what spiritual level they are on. The most important thing is to love them because they have a godly soul. And because of that, that they have a godly soul, you should love them just as much as you love yourself, like we explained in the previous videos. And, and then it goes up to, to explain, but, 
but what kind of friend and, and, and which friend you should hate, which friend you should love. Uh, was it a close friend? Was it a, somebody you just met and a, somebody you, you met from work? Not really a good friend. Was it somebody who actually uh, went to school with you or not uh, and stuff like that? But at the end of the day, they all comes to to um, the one conclusion, and it's from Hillel Azaken. Hillel Azaken was one of the greatest Jewish masters to ever lived, and he says that you should love peace, and you should love all God's creatures, and you should bring them closer to the light, closer to the Torah. And even though, because it's very complicated, you know, because there are some people that are completely against any type of spirituality, any type of Torah, any type of, you know, um, learning and investing time in any type of spirituality. And they're not only that, you know, I mean, we believe in live and let live, right? Live and let live. But some people, they're not like that. Some people, they just don't like to see anybody engaging and they actually go against it and they try to close it and they're trying to fight it and they're trying to do everything to stop people from practicing what they believe in. And and those people we should not like. We should not like this kind of people. Uh, we should like people that, you know, even though, even though they completely don't agree with us, they completely don't believe in what we believe, but but they they live and let live. They live and let live. And maybe one day they're going to show some interest, but we still have to love them. We're still going to accept them with open arms and invite them to our homes and invite them to our communities to sit down with us, to eat with us, to drink with us, because maybe they will get something. They will understand something. That there is, there is a, a, a creator to the world. There's a creator to the world, and the creator is not something outside of us. It's something inside of us. And our job in this world is to find that thing, to find that godly soul and to redeem it from exile, to bring it back and to let it, let it uh, dominate our life. Uh, so, so then he just goes back and, and really explain who you should love, who you should hate, who you should love, what kind of love, what kind of friend. And at the end of the day, he is saying here that we have to love every single creature, every single person that God created. Because there is a godly spark in them, that, and that godly spark is part of God himself. And which is why we should not ever really hate anybody. Um, so then he's going to continue as we learn together uh, here in this video. Uh, I did not have a lot of time to prepare, so I'm just doing it as we go along. I have it on my uh, on my computer in front of me here in Hebrew, and I'm just going to really get the main part out of this, and hopefully we'll reach we'll get something that's going to help us you know, continue and, and just do good in the world and be better and help fight this evil inclination that is really trying to take us down. So, so when we see somebody that is so embedded in the physical world that he's really 
really, really, really don't understand what's happening. We should help. We should always offer help and and um, and and have mercy on them. As we know, like we know uh, that that if if there is uh, if the Gemara says and and this is what the Alter Rebbe is is bringing and it's a very new concept of his time because all the rabbis before him didn't didn't think that way they said if somebody according to the Gemara it's you should hate them because they are not really you know believing and they are going against stuff but the truth of the matter is that you should also love them. Okay, you should also love them. Okay, but obviously you don't love somebody who who really goes against everything and is trying to stop you from practicing, you know, whatever it is that you practice. Like if let's just say you believe in meditation and yoga, which is fine. It's wonderful, it's fantastic. Imagine somebody is trying to prevent you from meditating. Somebody is trying to prevent you from doing your yoga exercise. Or somebody is trying to prevent you from praying or going to be a part of something. Those people are terrible. Those are mentally ill people. I mean, we should not like this kind of people. And hopefully we shouldn't have this kind of people. Hopefully this kind of people will eventually wake up and come back. And, and we'll, we'll have that. Because they still have good in them. People have good in them. They have a part of godliness in them. And... And when we love them in spite of everything, when we love them because they have good in them, that good could come out. And then he says here, it continues uh, now to chapter 33. And from chapter 32, we remember that whoever comes to bitterness because you see that you are far from the light, far from godliness, far from your godly soul, you always have to awaken inside of you true happiness when you understand that by doing and performing good deeds, you can redeem your godly soul from the exile of the animal soul and and, and you can elevate the animal soul, uh, the thoughts, the speech and action, which is the clothings, the garments of the animal soul, you can elevate them for good. And you can use your thoughts, your speech and action to think, to speak, and to always do good deeds. And that should be the true happiness of your soul. Especially because we do have the opportunity to awaken it, to clear it, to purify it, and to enlighten it in the happiness of the heart. And then we should constantly keep on um, contemplating and meditating about how amazing the creator is the whole idea of his oneness that that that, that uh, you know the creator of the world he is the only thing that really exists and he's the only reality that really exists because without them there is nothing there is nothing and he said and and he keeps on going says which is he fills the whole world up up, down, left, right, and all around. Here, there, everywhere. Hashem 
can be found. The creator can be found everywhere. And in everything there is, there is a, a, a godliness, inner godliness that brings it to life. Just like the soul, the soul of a human who brings back the body to life uh, in the same way, everything uh, that it's in existence uh, is because that God is bringing it to existence. And it continue to teach us that there is a difference between the life that that it's between every world because the world when when uh, the elder rabbi talks about world he talks about um, the idea that the world is is really not there it's some kind of an illusion but it's not really an illusion because the illusion is the separation so I thought there is few words. There is atilud, bria, yetzira, siya, which means there is levels of the world. There is lower worlds and upper worlds. And so he thinks that when we actually, you know, doing the, the job, we elevate ourselves to, upper, to the upper worlds of consciousness. And from there, we live, we live more. We're just more alive, more alive. Because you can see people that are living, breathing, walking, but are they really alive? I don't know. To be really truly alive, you gotta really be engaged in what you're doing. You gotta love what you're doing. You gotta do it with all your heart and all your might, with happiness. Because without happiness, forget about it. Happiness is the key. If you have to find that, and happiness is not laughing out loud. Yes, I mean it's good to laugh out loud, but true happiness is something. It's a place in your heart. It's a calmness. It's a connection. It's when you really, truly understand how lucky you are that you have the opportunity to redeem your godly soul through good deeds and actions. And you can transform everything and you could literally create the life that you want uh, and achieve everything if you just fight the things that are standing between you and your full potential. And, and this is what the Alter Rebbe wants uh, from everybody that learns this to do, to be able to win and to be able to live fully and to be more alive and accomplish way more than they can imagine. And then he explained how, how much, you know, uh, how much godliness is just so profound that everything is nullified to godliness. You know, it's just like, um, I remember I saw, um, a description that if you take a candle and you light the candle during, you know, uh, in the in the in the noon time where the sun is shining and you light up a candle, does that candle make any difference? No, it's like the candle doesn't really exist compared to the light. It doesn't make any difference, so it doesn't really have any any existence. And it's in the same way, in the same in the same way, we are to the Creator. Creator is just so vast, so big that everything that exists. It's just like that candle that's trying to light up um, a sunny um, afternoon. Uh, and anyways, he continues here um, about how everything that we do, that Hashem creates everything through the Hebrew letters, that everything has, you know, it's it's come into existence through those letter letters. And then, those letters are beginning in the thoughts, in the thoughts that we have. This is why we always have to monitor 
what we think. We shouldn't let everybody in. We should be very selective on the thoughts that we let in. We should not let strange thoughts or negative thoughts come in because those thoughts can easily turn into negative emotions and it could easily distract us and could, you know, let, God forbid, um, um, take us, take the best of us, God forbid, uh, if we let it. So, so when a negative thought comes, we have to right away stop it. Don't give her any uh, life to that negative thought and replace it with a positive one. Okay, and, and when we think positive, automatically, all those letters, it's like the matrix, you know, we are connecting to the matrix. Positive thinking is pretty much being connected to godliness because God is good, and when you think in a positive way, then you are connecting into the creator of the world in the same mindset of positivity, and that positivity creates your world in a positive way the things that you see the things that you experience becoming very way more positive way more positive you know um i mean i know it i know it from experience you know when i have days that i'm not really you know now i'm more careful but i remember when i had days when i wasn't careful and i would just let whatever thoughts comes in and i would drive my car and it was always something wrong you know, you know people would cut me and yell um, i would get a ticket um, all kinds of things like that that we want to completely, completely avoid. We don't want to be in that situation. When we really work on ourselves and work on our thoughts, speech and action, we are able to enter the flawless universe of, of godliness where everything synchronizes. And this is where we, what we want, everything to synchronize, being at the right place at the right time, doing the right thing with the right people. And then we are continue here about the son and then how you know he's trying to explain how vast is the you know the existence and, and of god you know and he gives he, he gives the, the, the example with the candle the candle has really you know if you light up a candle in the middle of the uh, middle of the noontime 12, 1 a.m. on a sunny day, what does the candle do? What does the candle do? It doesn't even count as reality. And the same thing with, with, with this world. The source of this world is light of infinite. That's the source of this world. So this world and all its creatures and everything that is in this world are nullified like it doesn't even exist compared to the light of infinite, okay? And that could be, we could talk about this and we could do another podcast about this and write many books about how much this world is considered pretty much nothing in comparison to the light of the infinite. So, and then he wants us to understand the oneness, the oneness, because, because when we really, really understand the idea of the oneness of God, the oneness of the, our creator and the oneness of creation, our heart will be filled with so much happiness. Our soul will start dancing from happiness with all our might, with all our hearts. And 
And this is what it means to be close to God, that we are really feeling the oneness of, of creation. We are close to creation. We are close to the creator. And this is what everything that we are here to do is to literally build a place for God to come and reside, like an apartment for God to reside here. Because when, uh, when, when we do that, then he really comes and resides with us. And then he, he helps us get into that flawless universe and get filled with happiness and joy. Because believing in that, this is the kind of faith that literally breaks all the barriers. You know, the world is only an illusion because we think that everything is separated, that we are separated. We are not separated. We are one. We are literally one. And there is only one reality and one thing that's created, and we are all one. So, so for us to go and to talk slander, or God forbid, or to see anybody else that's negative, that negativity exists in us, and we need to work on ourselves to remove this negativity or help that person that we think negatively of because he is one with us. There is no difference. And that's the illusion of the world. The separation. We need to really understand that he says that once we get that, our hearts will be filled with joy and happiness. So I will stop here and right now, and I'm going to continue at a later time uh, from here. But may we really truly see the oneness of creation and become part of that oneness and achieve that amazing happiness that the Elter Rebbe here is promising us when we really get that idea. I'll see you next time.